You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Visit PencilandPaperProductions.Podbean.com to find more great podcasts. Welcome to the Palace of Megapixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! Welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White. With me, as is always, is my co-host, Lacey Finley. Happy Monday. It's like the only day of the week I can remember now. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> to all of you celebrating, may the 4th be with you. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. We should have done what? something Star Wars themed. Oh, uh, you know, we just, I don't know. In pandemic mode, my brain doesn't think things all the way. I think about it. And then it's like, mm-hmm. ooh, a piece of candy. And then I'm like off to the next thing. I think now I've just gotten more ADD than I've ever had in my life. <laughs> There's nothing pressing for my time. So I'm just like consuming whatever I want at, in the moment. And it's, sure. oh, dear Lord, it's going to be bad for me later on, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's fine. We'll we'll all get readjusted. I, I, I honestly, I keep hearing, you know, life will never be the same again, blah, blah, blah. I think some things will change, but... At some point, we have to get back to some form of normalcy at some point. Whatever that is afterwards. Whatever yeah. that is, right. Yeah. I mean, the one thing that I'm, I'm concerned about when it comes down to what will be the new normal, I think I, we were kind of talking about this to a degree the other day. AMC Theaters said that they're no yeah. longer going to show Universal pictures because Universal has decided, you know what? Premium video on demand is actually a good idea. Look at all the money we made with the Trolls movie. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start doing that. And I think we're going to start seeing that more. Maybe Probably. not with all. But if that becomes a normal thing, then what happens? That means that theaters, that's why they're so pissed. Keep that in mind, people. Well, theaters already weren't making that much money in the first place. Exactly. You've so... got to think about this. Yeah. If, if you're worried about it, if you're if you're worried or you're concerned, why are they so mad? Keep in mind, theaters are barely getting a cut of that movie. That's why they upcharge if you. If anything, they that's why they yeah. upcharge you on snacks and popcorn and sodas and everything is because they've got to make their money to showcase these movies. If you like sitting in a theater watching mm-hmm. movies, you have to pay. You have to help the theater stay open. Yeah. So. To remove these movies, they they were taking a stand. They're like, no, we're not going to showcase your movie because you're going to take it away from us. That's our livelihood. That's what's going to keep us. And that's why we're starting to see a lot of these older theaters. They're not lasting anymore. A lot of them have been shutting down. Yeah. And this could be the last leg for a lot of them. I, so yeah, I I could see that being the case. I really yeah. could because I mean, like even a lot of the theaters around me have moved a lot to those uh, reclining seats. Yes. Now think about it though: how much less seating is in each theater room now because of that? Mm-hmm. Like you used to have a completely full stadium seating, you're sitting right up on each other kind of situation, and now you've got plenty of space to sit in this big chair. There's plenty of room to walk even when you're reclined. So they took out a lot of seating. 
Yeah. That ought to tell you right there, if they were willing to give up that much seating, that things weren't going as well. So now they're trying to make it a little bit more luxurious for your money. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. I, I never went to a whole lot, unfortunately, in the, in the first place. There's like a few that I absolutely have to go see in the theater, but I didn't spend my money there as much as I probably should have to over the years. But yeah. You always just take it for granted. It's just going to be there, you know? And and I'm like you. I mean, I don't go to every movie in theaters, mm-hmm. but there are times, certain movies, I, I, I have to go. I want to see it that day when it comes out. And mm-hmm. at the same time, I do enjoy the theater experience to a point because some people can ruin that for you. Okay, you know, yes. people who are rude and don't understand that we're all here together. Mm-hmm. And and we would like to experience this together. I don't need you talking on your phone, texting, bringing your baby to a... Oh, my God. <laughs> Here I'm we a, go again. We're going to yeah. start bashing kids again. No, no, no. What podcast are we on? What are we doing? <laughs> and this is this is coming from a guy who's a parent, damn it. I understand I you want to like get away. I feel like usually are the... I, want, I left my kids at home. I paid for a babysitter, dang it. <laughs> exactly. Know, like, I wanted a night out. Yeah, I no, didn't I need it. yours. But, yep. hey, that's a tirade. I'm sorry. I, that, yes. But, yeah, I just wanted to kind of touch on that. Yeah, we'll, we'll get see back to... See where we're s- at in isolation, guys. <laughs> you can see the, how it regressed throughout the weeks here. Mm-hmm. And I gotta, I'm, I'm back at work today, people, so keep that in mind. And uh, I'm yeah, not real I'm happy not. about that. I'm so. clearly never going to work again, so this is my life. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I'm I'm ungrateful that I have a job. I it's not the fact of having a job. It's where I'm working. And if anyone from there is listening, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just unhappy. Yep. At the job. That's how it is. Yeah. So Anyway, hey, what have you been playing? I can just say, like, yeah, I've missed the paycheck, but that's about it. But yeah, <laughs> what have we been playing during you- quarantine this week? Well, I finished Always Sometimes Monsters, mm-hmm. which I uh, started last week, I think. Anyway, wow, it was really good. Like, I knew I was going to like it because I had watched uh, another fellow streamer, Jade Silk, um, and she streams on Twitch. I had seen her playing Sometimes Always Monsters, which is mm-hmm. the sequel. And I was like, oh, my God, this looks like a lot of fun. It was the pixel art and this huge, heavy story that just seemed really, really gripping. So I was only kind of like half paying attention to her when I decided I kind of wanted to play, like, you know, to the game anyway. Because I'm like, yeah, no, I need to definitely keep this. And so I saw the first one on sale, which, by the way, at least at the time of recording, $1.99 on Steam right now, so it sucked me in. I went ahead and picked it up when I saw it for $1.99, and I loved it. I've already played through it twice. Nice. There's so many different choices that you could make uh, that it's just, it's kind of crazy. I tried to make a million save files so I could go back and try to, like, make a different decision and go from there, uh, but there's just so many different ways it could go. You almost have to, to start it over, uh, but it's just, it's like, kind of a a love story really like you you start off in the beginning um and and they start to kind of set the tone for you about what's going on you uh you're an author you struck a book deal you're an author though but you had a partner but unfortunately the publisher only wants you and Mm -hmm. not your partner um and you're uh, you know your boyfriend's very supporting and loving or girlfriend or whoever you choose because you actually do have the choice in the beginning out of a myriad of characters whether you want to be male or female or date a male or female or however you want that story to go which is also really cool um 
And then it becomes a love story of trying to get him back, if that's how you choose to play it, because then the game will jump to a year later when you're just like living in this crappy apartment, can't make ends meet, you both had broken up, so you really have no idea what happened, and then you just play within this world they've created for you. And it's, it is an adult game. Okay. Put that out there too. Don't let the pixel art. But you know, there is a language and drug use and sex and all that kind of stuff that happens in the game. Uh, But it was just—it's really cute. Wholly independent studio. Two dudes did this, Um, and I and I do want to say thank you again because they were watching my playthrough and we had a riot. We had a we had a hoot. those guys in chat they're 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 good people i do recommend joining their discord and 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 checking them out um but very much thank you so much they sent me a key for the second game like after i was done playing the first one and that was very sweet and out of the goodness of their hearts they just did it on their own so thank you vagabond dog studio i really appreciate that and i can't wait to dive into the next one but i definitely recommend it if you're in for a really fun story heavy tomfoolery to be had and also some deep story in there, too. It can hit you in the feels, man, you know, depending on how you you play it through. So I could definitely see me needing to play this game a few more times because there's already like three ideas in my head. I'm like, oh, but if I did this, I wonder how this would have ended up. Nice. Because not even everyone might make it through, you know, like it's, sure. it's one of those, you know, it goes a lot of different ways. So I definitely recommend it. And honestly, that was about the only game that I've really put a lot of time into this week. So I was trying to balance my stream save file mm-hmm. with the one I was just playing on my own because we went totally crazy on my stream one. <laughs> <laughs> like it did not end well, but it was fun. It was funny. Um and uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, yeah, I highly recommend it, especially right now for two bucks, dude, for real. Go do it. And uh, uh, yeah, I think that was pretty much all the only game that I've really sunk my teeth into this week because like there's mm. it, there's a lot of stories. So that that took up a lot of time. So when I was done, like doing my stuff for the day, I kind of would settle in with uh, with that and try to follow, <laughs> pull at the thread of whether I was actually going to get him back or not or do this person or that person or this along the way. Right. It was, a, it was great fun. It was great fun. What can I say? Uh, but what about you? Okay. Well, I had to make a list. Not that it seems oh, wow. like it seems like a lot, but it didn't. There were a few that didn't take a lot of my time. And last week I forgot one because we were talking with Darren right, and yeah. I just lovely gentlemen. Hopefully it was fun. You guys, if you didn't check that yeah. one out, go listen to that one afterwards. He's good he, people. He's definitely coming back because that w- he's, he's he's amazing, fun, right? Yeah, he's, he's so absolutely amazing. See, this is why I keep trying to get Dingle, man. Him and I, we promised to have a beer together. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess he can drink his Budweiser or whatever. I want whatever. A beer I <laughs> no, it's fine. Ha! At yeah. me, I said it. We're gonna I'm have to make St. a. Louis, so. <laughs> we're gonna have to make like a European tour and just go to all these different countries. We'll see. In my dumb American brain, I'm like, all of you live like ten minutes from each other, right? You know, right? <laughs> like all these people that I know in England, I'm like, you guys all like, we can just get together within like sure. a twenty minute drive, right? So it mm-hmm. works. Totally. But anyway, um, I finished Catherine, or at least I say I finished Catherine in the sense that I finished one ending. And okay. there are multiple endings. And I would really like to go back and do the multiple endings. In fact, if I had thought about it, I would have been creating multiple save files. So I could just kind of make But then you adjustments. forget what save file is. That was the problem I ran yeah. into. But yeah, I tried. And I'm not saying... I don't think it'll be that much of a... Because things are going to change depending on what you do. Because there is kind of a good and bad meter, so to speak, in the game. Where mm-hmm. you... 
if, you, if you've never played the game, this isn't really spoiling anything, but it kind of give you an idea. Since you are technically with Catherine with a K, mm-hmm. that's your girlfriend, that's the person you've been with the longest, and then Catherine with a C comes in and she kind of starts to create conflict because she shows up out of the blue and she's like, oh. And then suddenly, they never really show it, but I'm, ne- I'm never sure, did he actually cheat on his girlfriend or did he not? Because they, because there are times I would just ignore her. It was like, nope, Catherine, you need to go away. And then you wake up the next, yeah. And then with the next morning, she's there in your bed and was like, no, 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 no. You snuck into my house, you psycho. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy town now. Yeah. So I, I feel like if you. Again, with the with the meter, the good and bad meter, if you start to sway to Catherine with a C, that's going the bad because you're cheating. You're just like, ah, oh, screw this other thing. And that's where the meter goes flip-floppy. Mm-hmm. So then you your endings are based on what choices you make, good or bad. And then there yeah. are even people you encounter who are having their own troubles. And depending on how you react to them... Sometimes mm-hmm. you'll see them and see that you've helped them in some way or you'll never see them again because they went off and they died or killed themselves or however the story wants to put it. Yeah. But I, there, are, there are more endings than what I've got or what I've seen. I got probably one of the better endings, I guess. Married, Catherine with a K. Everything's happy, you know. Lovely. Lovely. I'm happy for you. Yeah. So... But I want to see the other endings, especially with the... It's so tough, man. Like, Because yeah. <laughs> it's like, you might have to play a lot of it again, and it's not that I mind, but I wonder if someone's managed to, like, just fully 100% complete every little thing. Oh, my God. That, I just feel like that would be a lot of work. Mm-hmm. I mean, watching the endings, I think, would be easy enough. It's the 100% that platinum. Oh, my God, yeah. no. I can't. No. Yeah. Because... It, Thinking about how much work goes into that, I can't do it. Because there's one in particular that you have to, well, two, matter of fact, you have to get a gold trophy for each level. And that doesn't mean like a PlayStation trophy, but like your completion, you, Mm -hmm. I mean, just nailed that puzzle. So you've got to get a gold one for each level. On top of that... There's a little uh, game inside the bar that you're kind of frequent every night. It's called Super Rapunzel, which is essentially doing what you do every night in your dreams, which is this puzzle, getting to the end, whatever. You have to play 64 levels of that. Yeah, I'm not doing that. So, anyway... Eventually, I'll get around to it. I'll come back around to Catherine, I think, and and just play. Maybe I'll play it on easy just to kind of get through it, just so I can see the the endings. So I'm not yeah. stressing. I just want to see the endings. I want to see what the how the story progresses in other ways. Um, secondly, I I played this last week, and I meant to mention it, mm-hmm. but I forgot. I went through like I was just kind of BSing one night, and I got on the Nintendo uh, Switch online where you can play the older games and i tried super ghost and ghouls do you remember this game no okay this is like one of the hardest games in existence because you're a knight and you're trying to go save your princess from this big demon creature as you do i think you yeah and i think you might recognize it if you saw it um maybe the 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 most uh, recognizable aspect is if you get hit, all your armor falls off and you're just running around in your boxer shorts. Yeah. 
That, that, oh, yeah, be no, one... that doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> okay. Anyway, played this game. I always remember it was one of those games that would fascinate me, but it was so frigging hard that I was just, you'd put it down because I could never get through the first level. It was like, screw this game. Screw this game. Oh, yeah. But I want to play it. But screw this game. So with this, with the uh, the new additions in this online thing, you can do checkpoint saves. So I would get oh, so nice. far and just save it, and then I could just save reload stomach, it. Yep. And they they even have like a rewind feature where you, if you die, you can just kind of rewind the game a few frames and then go back and replay, see if you can get through it. It's really oh, neat. That's nice. So it yeah. kind of helps you get through. So I thought I'll I'll put up with the the multiple deaths and I'll figure it out and I'll get through it. Mm-hmm. I did. Oh, except good. except I've never played throughout the entire game before, right? So I get to the end, and I kill the boss, and they're like, hey, you did a great job getting here, but you see, you didn't beat him. So what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to go back to the beginning and get this special item and then come back here and beat him. And I was like, so wait a minute, wait a minute. So I'm going to have to replay this entire game? Like, yeah. I was like, why? Ah." That's mean. (laughs) Yeah. that's just... That's just trolling your audience, I feel, at that point, you know? Yeah. All right, well, no. So, yeah, and that's, that's kind of where I left it. I just out of protest, I'd be like, you know what? No, I'm not playing your game again. <laughs> and that's no, kind of where I left it. a child about it. <laughs> so I just, I was like, all right, well, I'm not going through this again, at least not right now, so, meh. And I set it down, yeah. and I saved it where I was, so at least I had the checkpoint if I want to go through it again. Yes. But it was a it was a chore. Despite having to rewind, it's still a chore because you're like, oh my god, this crap that they put because they'll throw everything at you, everything, mm-hmm. and then you just one hit and you die. One hit or you you have like two See, chances. It's one of those. I guess I just games. I don't have the desire to really be that amazing at any video game if it's just going to constantly punish me that way. Mm-hmm. But yeah. again, different strokes, different folks. Sure, sure, sure. People love it. So. Uh. On top of that, while we're on the Switch, I was playing Dragon Quest Three. Still a grind. I, I think that I figured out why I never beat the game is because it was a grind. It was just yeah. ooh, trying to get through it. See, but I don't think I ever continued the series, so yeah, I, I've never played it. Part Four was my favorite by far, and I'll get into that. Well, I've gotten into that before. Go way back. Go way, yeah. way, way back. Come on, what are you doing right now? Yeah. Go listen to more. Uh, but then I also played that one game that I was telling you about, Guard Duty, which is the yes. kind of has that uh, point and click adventure mm-hmm. game. I think I wish listed it, but yeah, that was as far as I got. Definitely right check now. it out. It was, um, I'd say, a couple hours. You know, about your okay. typical oh, yeah. four or five, maybe depending on how well you pick up on the the clues and everything to do to progress the story mm-hmm. and find this and find that, which. I, I wouldn't say it was all that difficult. Like, I didn't find myself getting too stuck. Like, you'd have to sit there and think about it for a second. It was like, what am I What am I missing? Oh, okay. And then you just kind of get through it. It was it was a lot of fun. You know, it hits a lot of uh, familiar tropes, but I don't. it's not in a bad way. In fact, mm-hmm. one element to it that they do, I thought was pretty clever, is that, and this isn't really spoiling anything because the game starts this way, you actually start mm-hmm. in the future, and then you're trying to stop the evil from from happening, you know, whatever's going to destroy the world, and then you flash back to the medieval times, and then 
eventually you go back to the future to try to prevent all the I don't know it was kind of an it was a twist on things yeah but the story will explain itself once you see it and I thought it was a it was a pretty interesting story pretty pretty clever and uh kickstart uh kickstarter funded I do believe oh so yeah nice. definitely okay. check it out uh, and then finally I've been uh I just needed a I guess a palate cleanser and there was a big sale going on, so I got the Lego DC Super Villains game because oh yeah, I love those Lego games. I don't know why. It's just they're simple fun. There's yeah. nothing to them. It's just and it's like fun tomfoolery, you know. And getting to hear all these great voice actors do their classic characters. You got Mark Hamill doing the Joker again, Kevin Conroy doing Batman, Tara mm-hmm. Strong doing Harley Quinn. I mean, grew up on these voices, and it's nice to hear them doing it again. And in just a fun, crazy, silly way. So mm-hmm. I just, nice. I love playing those games. But yeah. that's that's all I've been playing. It sounds like a lot, but it, it's been in spurts. <laughs> yeah. No, just, yeah, taking your time in different ones. I just yeah. got too addicted to that one that I that, that was absorbing my time. So, And I sure. love when indie games actually give you more than one save file for that mm-hmm. reason. I know not everybody has the streamer woes, but sometimes you want to keep playing the game, but you also feel guilty playing it. You know, especially when it's story heavy, when you have people invested. So I really liked that I could go play my own version of it, too. So, oh, yeah, I get uh, it. Yeah. All right. Well, as we know, stop top of the top of the podcast. Get the COVID news out of the way. It's shrinking. So this Good. section is definitely getting smaller to report on since mostly everything has already been canceled or delayed at this point. So mm-hmm. uh, EGX, though, REST has officially been canceled. So that's the the last of the conventions that I've heard. Um, so you may have been aware that it was originally pushed back to July, but now they just canceled it all together. Mm-hmm. Um, Nintendo Direct, though, appears to not be happening at all. Uh, we would expect a Direct in June along alongside E3, like uh, we had been in the past. But Apparently, just the complications from Japan's work at home, work from home order, seems to just be forcing Nintendo to push everything back at its scheduled, even for online. So they already had plans of a big 35th anniversary for Mario too. So I'm imagining we'll get that eventually. I can't imagine right. they'd put a lot of time and work into something like that and for such a big marker. Um, but it just seems they need more time to be able to balance that work home aspect probably just details of things that couldn't transfer at home or getting people settled in or whatever the case may be so they're trying to keep their workers safe so unfortunately that just means we don't get things on time which if that's the price to pay then so be it so i'm sure we will see something from them it just won't be when we thought right um, and then actually I only have one more bit of COVID news that I had seen, but this one's actually kind of cool. Uh, the makers of Jackbox games are actually doing a celebrity version, raising money for COVID relief. Nice. Um, it's a live streaming series, which will put celebrities. And I mean, celebrities are, I guess, just bit, like dancing with the stars, maybe in some ple- <laughs> people's minds, like they know they're a celebrity, but they may not know why I knew who, uh, the ones were that, that, that was going head to head initially anyway. Uh, but they are putting these celebrities head to head and raise money. Uh, they'll play from a variety of the 30 different Jackbox games to date and Jackbox themselves will donate $100,000 to each featured organization. So for a total of $1 million uh, during the series run. So the first episode was 
doing the math with the recording last night on Twitch. Uh, and there will be 10 episodes total with the likes of Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things, Thomas Middleditch, we all know Jillian Bell, uh, Josh Hutchinson, Ben Schwartz, um, nice. just to name a few. So you can join in with the mobile feature and vote for your favorite responses like you would if you were watching another streamer play Jackbox and mm-hmm. go have fun. I hope it's Schwartz and Middleditch head to head, though. I should have looked yeah. that up because I don't know if you guys know, just a little side tangent. On Netflix, they actually did three shows of Middle Ditch and Schwartz. Apparently, they do a two-man long-form improv show, and Netflix recorded three of them and put them up. I recommend it. I can't remember the last time I've laughed that hard in a long time. Those two work extremely well together. So my non-gaming news is go watch Middle Ditch and Schwartz on Netflix. It's a freaking riot, man. They do good work. Yeah. But that's all the COVID news that I that I saw this week worth mentioning since we pretty much canceled everything else. So wow. <laughs> now we're just waiting for release dates. Um, so regular news, big news this week, Assassin's Creed Valhalla trailer dropped. And uh, most people were watching the trailer preview. And I admit I was watching a different one. I will talk about that one later. I did watch it eventually. I just didn't do it at the premiere time mm. at 10 a.m. On, on, on the day that it was out. But I did go back and have a look-see, of course. Uh, so what did we learn? It was definitely a graphic arts trailer. Uh, I, and I know they said that initially, but I, it looks nice. Don't get me wrong. I need gameplay before I really decide on one or not because graphics looks cool. You can make movies out of that stuff. It looks cool. I want to see how the game plays. But maybe it just plays exactly like every other Assassin's Creed. So they figure maybe we don't need it right now. But I heard mm. another trailer for gameplays coming here very soon. Um, so just doing a little digging, though, on some of the articles that had been written up about it. Since I didn't get a whole lot of info from just the trailer. It does appear that you can play either a man or a woman Viking in this one. Um, I do like the setting. Don't get me wrong. I think that actually might be a cool setting to uh, place it in. So you do have that choice. Um, and it says that it will release for the launch of holiday of 2020 across all the platforms. So PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, Google Stadia, and also PC. Um, and of course, Epic Exclusive and Ubisoft Store for PC at launch. So right. yay or whatever, Woo. depending on where you land on that one. <laughs> GOG 2.0 launcher, I'm telling y'all. Mm. <clears throat> I can already hear them yelling. Um, so you do get three editions to choose from, though. Uh, the gold, which is your base game and season pass. Looks like you get an ultimate pass like they've had before. Um, if you want to do the whole, you get the statues, the steelbook case, the lithographs, the collector's case, certification of authenticity, and the soundtrack. Uh, but they're the, like the big ultimate edition you could only get through the Ubisoft store. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much all I got from the trailer and it looks cool. Congratulations. If you are excited for more Assassin's Creed, it does look cool. This is probably one I'll watch somebody do as opposed to myself. Right. But I haven't really been sucked back into Assassin's Creed since Black Flag. Yeah, I just... almost a really bad... I go in there. spurts. Like, it'll it'll hit me, and I'm like, I want to play Assassin's Creed. And then I'll go to it, and I'll play it, and I'm <clears> like, okay, that was fun. And then I'm, I'm done for a while. I think the last time that happened was uh, Syndicate. Like, I hadn't played it, and it was on sale, and I thought... I, okay, I haven't played it. It's pretty cheap. Let's mm-hmm. give it a go. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot how fun this is. And then yeah. once I was done with it, I was like, all right, that satiated whatever desire I had, and I'm done. My neighbor across the street probably doesn't know this, but I know he's a fan of Assassin's Creed too. Oh, yeah? I guess his quarantine has been spent with a lot of video games and always has the blinds open. So if we go out on the porch, 
Mm-hmm. You just look and it's like, oh, which video game are they playing today? And I think he was playing <laughs> one of the Assassin's Creed the other day. So sorry, neighbor, if you listen to this. We're not mm-hmm. peeking on purpose. Just gravitate. So you have a big TV and it's yeah. dark out. Anyway, <laughs> moving. Not like with binoculars. Like, what you doing in there? Um, <laughs> I thought I would mention this one briefly because it's about the next Windows update because it actually seemed pretty big. So for you PC gamers and everything out there, um, this changes how Windows searches your index files. So Mm -hmm. basically what it's telling you is that if you use your hard disk drive as your main source of writing everything, you might actually see improvements to the speed and how everything works within the PC. So it's the first of two that's coming your way, major ones. Uh, So if it goes smoothly, it should increase performance on lower end machines. So depending on your setup, like I mentioned, uh, if you have an S a, a solid state, you probably won't notice as much as what they're saying. Um, but that if you use hard disk or even more off of your performance side, it will def- it's supposed to improve it. We'll all see, you know, how mm-hmm. Windows updates can go. You'll probably have to fix something else alongside of it. Uh, but it will also change the performance tab in your task manager to show the different drive types now. So if you're like me and like to turn off stuff that's not necessary to what you're doing at the time to kind of conserve it, boom. Um, and if you have the two different drives, if you have SSD and HDD, it'll be like disk one and two. And it also adds a GPU temp monitor to it. So those are, will be the major things coming in the first of two updates here very soon. So sounds like for gamers, you might, if you have a lower end machine and use the, a hard disk or a hard drive like that instead of a solid state, it might be running a little smoother for you. Nice. Um, and Twitch addressed their drops issue. So mm-hmm. I, I, as some of you may have known, Valorant, which is the newest game out of the League of Legends dev team, Riot Games, uh, which was partnered with Twitch so that viewers who had connected their Riot account with their Twitch account can watch specific Twitch streams playing Valorant and hopes to receive a, a drop of a access key for the beta, um, which caused some streamers to try and cheat the system because of course you do. So some streamers would farm this by leaving their VODs running and making themselves and marking themselves as live. So it would attract those people to stay a while in their drop. So they wouldn't even be live. It would be their VODs, but they'd have it marked as live so people would stick around. So Twitch uh, addressed this in a tweet and announced last week that they were looking into the issue to resolve this. So apparently the answer to that was everyone now playing Valorant has a chance to give drops to their viewers, and it's not going to be just a select few. So if you were one of the ones who were watching maybe streamers you didn't quite enjoy because you just wanted access... Maybe your favorite streamer is now playing it. You can get the drops there as well. So um, good on Twitch for trying to, to, to address that because why do I people guess. always got I'm tired of being graded as a group for everything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really yeah. am. <laughs> like, everyone needs their own file and go through it individually. Uh, but additionally on that, Twitch is now at just putting in an esports directory. Okay. Which I'm kind of surprised they didn't have it from the get-go. But um, – the offerings will now have a list of live matches and categories for you to easily browse, which you want to watch. And it will also make recommendations of games and tournaments based on your watch history. So if you're into the esports, now you got a nice, neat little directory for which esport you're wanting to look at, which makes sense. Yeah. I mean, they show usually some of the big competitions. I know YouTube bought up a lot of the big ones, but like mm-hmm. they, they still got a lot of esports going on over there. You probably know, another uptick in it because of the pandemic and everything, too. People are at home, so there's probably a nice uptick in watching. Yeah. Well, anything. You know, it's funny. I, I guess it never registered. You got sports. You got esports. I guess I just don't like sports, period. I don't give a damn what it is. 
I just don't like watching people do something. I want to be involved. (laughs) That's fair. Or not at all, you know. So those who want to observe or those who want to partake, and that's fair. Yeah. That's always been the thing I've been asked before. Like, why would people want to watch you play video games? And that was usually my retort. Like, well, why do you watch football? You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But if you don't want to, who cares? Just do what you want. Well, now you can find it easily. Or ignore it easily in your case if you want. For sure. You know, don't Mm -hmm. go in that directory. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, But this I actually found interesting since we're still going on the same uh, theme with the Valorant here. Mm -hmm. Just an article that I had seen popped up. So leading into that, PC Gamer put out an article about how the Valorant executive producer won't even solo queue to their own game because of the harassment that women face. Um, that was the headline. It goes into a lot better detail, of course. That was just to grab your attention, probably, and get you upset to click on the article, which it worked, because here we are. But they start us off with some stats from League of Legends that a survey um, of nearly 3,800 players, they found that 79% of them had been harassed after a match, whether it be with friends spamming, outbursts of expletives, racist slurs, and, of course, sexual harassment, Um, as they found the former general abuses... That doesn't Mm -hmm. include sexual harassment, so they call that generally being abused, as they called them, were pretty equal across the board, whether you were a man or a woman. But, of course, where you see the spike in differences was the sexual harassment end of it. So 32% reported receiving sexual advances after a match compared to 3% of men playing the game. So that's a pretty big difference. Um, So it appears that since transferred over to Valorant... So Teamfight Tactics UX designer uh, Riot Greenly shared a clip on Twitter of a Valorant gameplay from a female streamer. In the video, you can hear the woman being hit on repeatedly over and over from a a male player. Um, And the streamer just said, it's like this most of the time on solo key voice comms, regardless of the game I am playing. So it's, it's something we've reported on a lot in the past. There's something about those specific types of competitive games that seems to bring out the garbage in certain people. Um... And then, of course, the replies to belittle her feelings. Oh, I've seen way worse than that. Just stop. And I love when people think that just because you're giving me an example of another garbage human, that that makes this garbage human less than. Right. You can what about anything. You're just giving me more examples of garbage people. That doesn't mean that this situation isn't as garbage. So I really wish people would stop trying to what about things away. I'm just saying, quit belittling someone because you don't think it's that big of a deal. You've obviously not dealt with it then. But that's my rant. Like, FNA, we just want to play games, oh goddammit. God. But uh, <laughs> it's just, I don't, I don't get why that has to be a thing. But anyway, to justify it, just means you're a garbage person. At me if you want. If you're one of those moving into comments saying, this isn't that bad, just go away. We don't need your, we don't need your opinion on it. But moving on. This prompted the executive producer, Anna Donlin, to respond that she, in fact, understands this to be the case and doesn't solo queue at all for that very reason. Um, And Riot, unfortunately, is no strangers to these problems in games and in their own studios with female workers. I don't think that there's really a through line there with Riot. I just think it might be kind of unfortunate that now you got these two really huge games out of the same developing team that just be hitting the news at the same time. Um, cause you can hear about this with call of duty and everything. So I'm not going to mm. say this is like a riot specific issue by any stretch of the imaginations, but, um, they have implemented flagging tools just like they have before. And if 
all these different measures try to mitigate this as best as they can. But it sounds like there needs to be a culture shift really and truly because I, I keep hearing about developing teams doing all they can, putting in reporting systems in game and banning and trying to do all this kind of stuff. And it just keeps happening. And I, I think it's just getting to a point where players just got to look at yourself here. And are you contributing anything to this? Right. You know what I mean? Like, we're the problem somewhere along the line. And I don't know where we need to try to get that culture shift to happen. But, like, I don't care if you hear a man or a woman's voice on there. Leave them alone. Like, it's yeah. a competitive game. You lost this time. I know not a lot of children are taught that anymore, that losing is okay. But then you start a new game and life goes on. And you don't got to belittle, berate anybody. Mm-hmm. And the women playing the game are not trying to get your date. So that's not a dating app. Let's just, you know. But and and you know what this really highlights? It's always, uh, how many of these reports have you heard ever oh my that God. women are doing that to men? Very little. I know it happens. Okay. Because I can already hear that people show us probably 10 examples that they'll find on Twitch where it happens. But the percentages, even right there, with them just asking League of Legends players, you had a 32% women to 3% of the men. And that's just from that game. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. So it is very, it is, it does happen. It's just less. I don't understand where their mindset is. As a man, I don't understand the mindset to Especially just. Especially this far into humanity. Yeah. You know, like, I understand people thought it was more of a boys game growing up, like, in the 80s and the 90s. They were geared towards men. The commercials geared towards boys and all this kind of stuff. So they kind of made this socially, like, girls just don't play as much. And if they do, it's just not for them. We're supposed to be Mm. playing dolls and braiding our hair or some crap, you know. But then, like, as you realize women make up a huge chunk of the gaming industry, you still got a lot of those mindsets that, for some reason... I don't know why they think we're just our our lady brains just couldn't possibly be good at a shooter, (laughs) you know, but I'm sorry. You know what? Like we got thumbs and eyes and brains Mm. too. Sorry. Yep. Probably just got mad. She beat you, (laughs) which again, shouldn't even matter if she or he beat you. It's a a, a human beat you at a game. I can't lose to a girl. Like, yeah. Why is that any worse? I don't understand. I don't understand. You're going to go sexually harass her. That'll teach her. Oh, for sure. Right. Just They're mm. just trying to drive them off the platform. But just leave them alone. Can we mm-hmm. all just get along and play the games? And <sighs> Anywho, <Go ahead. laughs> I wish I was moving on to a better story. But unfortunately, The Last of Us 2 had a rough week. Mm. Um, as most everybody probably already knows right now, it had some pretty major leaks. Um, originally it appeared that it was a disgruntled employee that decided to leak vital information and also major end game spoilers to the game. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Like I'm it's, it's out that. there. If you're like me, I'm going to try to report on this as best I can, but I will admit to you guys, I'm also trying to avoid spoilers, which I might've just caused myself a world of hurt by even putting that out there, but I did mute like everything. <laughs> So I will still try to report on this as best I can throughout, but I'm also trying to not get the vital information. But if it happens, I guess it happens. But um, so 
Now, though, Sony thinks they actually know who did the leak. There's still no name dropping or anything like that. But I was reading actually this morning that they don't think it's actually a disgruntled ex-employee and not even associated with Naughty Dog or um, Sony. So that's it, though. We don't have like a name or anything like that. So we don't know. So there's a Mm -hmm. lot of misinformation, guesses and speculations going on. All we do know is someone absolutely did leak major stuff. And I'm sure we will be hearing about a lawsuit from that extremely soon as well, um, since they say they they know who it was. Um, But the leaks do ruin the ending of the game, guys. And apparently certain relationships throughout. um, I have no spoilers for you here, because again, like I said, I was trying to avoid them. uh, But it has led to some gripes about happiness or unhappiness from fans about how the story took shape or whatever relationships that they may have already had built up in their brain. Um, But again, I don't want to hold judgment. I haven't had a look. Mm -hmm. Um, But Naughty Dog, again, did address the leak uh, this week via a tweet stating how heartbroken they were to hear the news and asking those who don't want spoilers, just try your best to avoid it. Mute words on Twitter or social medias, however you can. And also asking those that do want spoilers to not share the info, try not to spread it around and be that person just to have joy in ruining someone else's fun. Um, So I went through and did that. Sorry, I just don't, you might just have to be super careful if you're trying to look up any other information of The Last of Us 2, because that might pop up. And yeah. Definitely avoid Reddit, because there's a lot of, like, threads dedicated to the spoilers and stuff like that, so. So I'm going to throw out a question here. Since the ending is technically out there, hypothetically, mm-hmm. we're going to assume that this is the legit ending of the game that's been spoiled. Do you think that Naughty Dog will pivot since they have time and change the ending? No, because they they gave us a solid release date within this too, or Sony did. Hmm. So it it they did come out saying June nineteenth. So yeah, that they, they was did. so. Um, I think just at this point, it's very disappointing and upsetting. And hopefully, you'll just do your best to not um, spoil it for yourself, or hopefully, you don't have someone spoil it for you if you were looking forward to it. Because I know there's been a lot of murmurings about like their operations and stuff over the years and stuff like that. And again, it just now with Sony coming out saying they don't think it was even an employee or anything like that. So I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's just very unfortunate. It's just very unfortunate. It had to happen. Well, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm coming at it from a director's point of view, a writer, creator. I would actually, I hate that their, their work got spoiled, but at the same time, despite any negative criticism, stand your ground. If that's the story you want to tell, stand your ground. Do not change it for the likes of anybody else. I know that we bitched about the Sonic thing. That's different. That was horror. That was nightmares. <laughs> okay. That was I mean, a visual. Regardless, the world still would have gone on. But, right. Yeah. But that was a visual thing. It hurt yeah. my eyes and we got something more pleasing. This is a story choice. Mm-hmm. Stand your ground. I was, I cannot remember. And I may have mentioned this here or I mentioned it somewhere else, but, but someone on a podcast somewhere that I cannot remember for the life of me was talking about movies being made by committee and how these test viewings of movies will, movies will change because uh, the audience didn't like that. Let's just do that. But so what? So what? If you have a vision, if that's the story you want to tell, then tell that mm-hmm. story. If, if it doesn't resonate with the audience, well, Sorry. <sighs> But one could argue it did. 
Mm-hmm. It evoked an emotion in you, regardless yeah. of if it was the emotion you wanted. Exactly. I mean, they, they, they still evoked something from you, which could still be considered a job well done at the end of the day. It probably For got sure. you talking about it. It probably got you in a discussion forum about it, mm-hmm. talking to your friend, whether it was this, you were happy or not. I, I would still argue that it worked, whether you personally wanted it to go a particular way or the other. And that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of it. That's That's why why I wish most people would look at more of these things. Mm -hmm. It's okay that it wasn't for you sometimes. That's okay. That's, that's one of the reasons that I will stand my ground on the last Jedi. So divisive, but I'm one of the people that love it because when I walked out of that theater, I was like, holy shit. They just said, we're going to go completely opposite of everything you think you know. And we're just going to subvert everything. Everything. You thought you knew this? Nope. It's this. You thought you knew that? Nope. We're going this way. And I, it, it it was jarring watching it. Mm-hmm. But then I walked out. I was like, bravo. Yeah. You completely subverted every expectation. Every fan thought they were going to walk in and see. And they're like, nope, nope, nope. And I know it pissed a lot of people off, but I was just like, good. Good for you. And all they did was... Even just the bravery to do something a little bit different, whether it goes one way or the other, there's a lot to be said for that, you know? And especially when you're messing with Star Wars. Mm -hmm. But that's that's why I liked (laughs) it so much. That's a risk. (laughs) Because all they did, if you look at a lot of the movies prior to that, it was just safe play. You know, you know mm-hmm. this. We're we're gonna play it safe over here. Hell, you even go back to the Force Awakens. Say, well, look at that. We're talking about Star Wars on May the Fourth. How about that? Yeah, hey, look at that. <laughs> Full circle. Uh, but that was a that was fan servicey. You know, it's just like, hey, we're gonna slightly retread the original. You know, we're gonna tweak a few things and add some new characters so you kind of ease in. But you're familiar with the story just enough. To just feel mm-hmm. comfortable with it. And and we're going to put in some familiar characters. So you just ease it in. We're going to change some things. And then when they drastically change everything, people are like, ah, <laughs> I don't like it. What I wanted. Yeah. People I just, just fear change more than they should. <laughs> I don't, I, I guess that's what I don't understand about uh, how certain movies, video games for that matter, you just retread the same ground. You just had that over here. Why not do something mm-hmm. different? If you're going to make a sequel to something, shift it. Mm-hmm. Progress the story in some way that just does something different. That's where I, I applaud things. And if that's what they're doing here, because I never thought there was a there was a chance you could really tell The Last of Us Part Two in a meaningful yeah. way. And I don't know what the story is. I don't even know what the ending is, and I don't want to know. Hopefully, that right. will remain distant Hopefully from that will until slide I play. you right through when you play, yeah. So, if they've done something, and it tells a great story, and it ends the way it ends the way they saw it, mm-hmm. then fine. I don't yeah. care. Even if I get to the end, I'm like, God, that's terrible. Because I don't know. I'm just, I'm yeah. speculating. Right. Or maybe it's a happy ending. Maybe it's just like, wow, this is not the ending that should happen for this. I don't know. Yeah. I yeah, I, I treaded very carefully to not dive into why people were upset about it all. Because yeah. I knew it would just start throwing more spoilers around. But mm-hmm. I don't know. 
It's but I don't know. Story. I still stand by that. I, one could argue it still did its job, whether you liked it or not. Hmm. It's their story. Let them let them yeah. tell their story. If you don't like it, don't don't make play it. Make a video game. Yeah, make a video game. <laughs> there you go. Go to school, learn it all, and make a video game. You tell your story. <laughs> exactly, and then we'll play it and do the same thing, and then mm-hmm. maybe you'll then maybe you'll know what we're talking about. Uh. But yeah, that was the last of that. Uh, June 19th, they did say, uh, is when it will be launching and clocking in at also around 100 gigabytes. So be prepared to shift some stuff around if you don't have any extra storage on the PS4. I mean, we should be surprised. Red Dead was huge, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think this is going to be another two-disker if you get a physical copy, you know, so it's still going to be fairly beefy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but moving on, Jeff Keighley announced a Game Fest for the entire summer. Um that might be to kind of fill the void maybe of E3, uh, but the webpage right now is just a fancy book uh, backdrop with a sign-up sheet for your email so you can be notified, but it kicks off all summer long. Looks like starting in May through, you know, a couple of months in. So I signed up because I want to know what's going on there. Sure. And I don't have a whole lot to talk about since that's all the details I could find on the webpage, but go over there, sign up if you want some details on what he's got up his sleeve for the next few months. Um, Cyberpunk 2077 got a rating from the Brazilian rating board and surprise, surprise, it's 18 plus. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as the description from the board states, when you have things like mutilation, intense sexual relationships, I guess they're touching on suicide, prostitution, nudity, sexual exploitation, and more. Maybe that's more for an adult crowd. Sure. I would agree with that. But uh, there is a more detailed description of some of the violence, including the foul language and weapons and so on and so forth, if you are interested in seeing how they broke down their rating. Uh, So still don't have one for me, SRB. I can't imagine it would be much different. This always makes me wonder, though, with stuff like this, because you have like Australia, for example, Mm. that's extremely strict on games even being sold there if they don't meet a certain thing. Like... Do you think this is a case of they would censor for them? Or do you think it's just, I heard that they have finally started to be better with doing with rating boards and things like that, just from people that I know that live there. But I always feel like I hear them going, I have to spoof a VPN or do this or that or the other to be able to play these games. I guess I always just feel bad for them. I feel like they just keep getting left and like they're all by themselves out there on the other side of the world. (laughs) You know, like they want to play too. I mean, I'm pretty sure that they would make certain adjustments. I mean, if if the game is not going to come out there, depending on how much time and effort it would take to censor the game Mm -hmm. for another audience. I know. I mean, that's a market of... They do that for other... I mean, movies and stuff do that for certain countries and stuff. So like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't see it being any different. But, yeah, we I already knew it was going to be a very adult game sure. just by watching the trailers and everything. But, of course, we got to wait for the rating. I'm an adult. I can buy whatever. So it doesn't affect me nearly That's as much. Right. But you kiddos, <laughs> sorry about it. I don't know. <laughs> I can do what I want to do now. 
Um, and it looks like we do are actually getting another WWE game, but we already said mm. it wasn't going to be the 2K insert whatever year for this year. But um, WWE 2K Battlegrounds looks like yeah. it might be the replacement uh, for this this year. It has a much different art style, mm-hmm. so it's definitely more like cartoony, maybe even caricature um, Less realism, let's put it that way, to the characters. But it actually does look like a fun little wrestling beat-em-up kind of game. The rings you wrestle in can be like in wacky locations, mm-hmm. like I was watching in the one and they were on the beach and an alligator looked like it could come be a be a problem for you somewhere along the line or maybe that was just like fluff you know when they come out mm-hmm. it was just how the trailer was edited maybe the alligator does nothing i don't know um but they opened up of course with the rock a character of the rock shown sure. and i believe i saw like john cena as well um so there's not much to report the trailer's like 30 seconds long mm-hmm. but it gave me a fine job. It did a fine job of describing what they were after. So 30 seconds was all I needed. And sure. releasing sometimes this fall. So <laughs> it did look <laughs> like it was fun. Uh, so I thought I would at least mention it. If you were one of the ones that always liked to get the wrestling games each year, um, this is the one that looks like they'll be offering sometime this fall, not the other one, which probably needed to bake a little longer anyway. We've, yeah. we've talked about that one in the past. I mean, it's, I haven't played I don't remember the last time. I don't, I'm not, a, again, I'm not Yeah, I don't sports. really play those either. But. But, mm. but there were a few. Like, there was one, I think, on the N64, No Mercy, of course. I found out that it has a huge following that I didn't realize at the time. But that was one of those, I don't know why I picked it up. I don't know why I played it. But there was a massive character creation tool. So I got obsessed because <laughs> I could create mm. anything. Yeah. So I would do I love that. when they have character creation like that. Yeah. And what was funny is I think after that, because I had that, like I went out and bought it and then it led me into my GameCube days. And then the very first wrestling game that came out on the GameCube, which I feel like was like WrestleMania 18 or something like that, sucked. Like it didn't yeah. have the character creation, didn't have anything. I was like, well, what is this? This is just, just a disappointment compared to all the things I could do over here. So I was just like, no, no. Mm-hmm. And then WrestleMania 19 came out and they had a massive character creation tool. And I was like, that's what I want. That's what I want to play with. And then, of course, a bunch of other things. And then I became obsessed with that and had like two memory cards full of characters <laughs> <laughs> because I could create anything. So it was just like I created, and that you did, and I did. I, I I created like characters of my own design, like I used to draw as a kid, and then I'd create Superman and Batman and the Hulk, and have all these big, massive Marvel versus DC fights, and it was like ah. So it was just fulfilling fantasies that I couldn't have at the time, right? So it was fun. That's why you gotta. I love character creation, man. Mm-hmm. When you let them have such a wide variety like that, mine usually always end up, I like try, I start off thinking I'm going to create one like me and then give up about 10 minutes in. Mm-hmm. And then they end up having like a big head, ridiculous eyes, um, proportioned everything. And then it makes me giggle for like 10 minutes and then I go be serious. And yeah. Regular <laughs> character. <laughs> Sometimes just watching them walk down all tough. Looking oh, yeah. that ridiculous is all I need. I won't even finish the match. I just wanted to see that opening se- uh, sequence, and then I'm good. <laughs> that was that was actually part of the fun was creating their intro because you create every little details, mm-hmm. like the, how they come out, the music's is playing, all this other stuff. Now, I was always kind of um, envious because I think the Xbox at the time, it had like you could put your own music in there. I was like, I wish I could do that. So you only had to choose for what they gave you. But there were still some good choices here and there. But a lot of the things that I created for these characters, the dramatic, the camera angles and how they, 
Oh my god. The the thing <laughs> the time fun, I would right? spend on just a camera angle was like, no, 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 it's gotta come in this way. The light's gotta come in this way and all of this. I loved it. Loved yep. it so much. That's the director in you, man. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you just wanted that really cool. I respect it. I respect like, it. Like I wish I would have recorded all of my intros and just just that. You know, it was just for you. You're like, yeah, just for me. So I can watch them back and be like, that was good. They probably didn't have that like real recording on Mm -hmm. the on the console. You know. All right. Well, moving on to some quickets. That's Mm -hmm. the beefy news for the week, which is actually a little bit more than I was expecting, seeing as how the week was starting off with the news. Um, But Intel says they now have the fastest gaming processor, which beats out even AMD Ryzen nine and the i nine ninety nine hundred. Just thought I'd mention that. Okay. So the i nine 10,900K from the Intel Comet Lake processor gen has 10 cores and draws a lot of power. And woof. Like, wow. I, there's no way I'll be able to afford that, I'm sure. But mm. just thought I'd let you know. Your CPU shopping, Intel's bragging. Mm. Saying they're beating AMD right now. So let's go check it out. Um, May 7th will be the first look at some Xbox Series X next gen games. So Ooh. if he said he was, it was coming soon. And soon it shall be. So you want to take a first look? That's the date. And as I was mentioning earlier, I wasn't watching the Assassin's Creed Valhalla trailer. I was watching Poe and Monroe's release date trailer. Um, They happened to book their uh, big premiere at 10 a.m. on the same day. Um, (laughs) I have zero fear that, you know, those audiences intersect. So I'm sure it didn't matter for, but they they had a nice showing. I actually showed up for it right at 10 when they were doing it all together on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, So the release date is May 19th. Woo! Finally got a release date. So you can check that out on YouTube and wishlist it on Steam if you like. Um... They were talking about console releases, hopefully soon, shortly after. So it'll just be PC right now. I have faith they can, though, because their last ones went to PlayStation and Switch and all this kind of stuff. So I heard I heard Sony's a little bit more rough to get like approval on for stuff like that. But they already got one. So I'm hopeful for those on console that are waiting for that. Um, Rumors about the PS5 reveal event is supposedly scheduled for June 4th. Along with some first party game reveals ahead of time. So we'll see if that happens. Apparently the person saying has made good on the rumors in the past. I follow a lot of those that supposedly have backing on their leaks, but I'm still going to say we're not sure, but it seems like the rumor mill is starting for June 4th. Mm -hmm. I report on everything to make it look like I have a lot to talk about. So moving on. Uh, (laughs) Streets of Rage 4 trailer dropped. So if you were interested in that, go check that out. People seem to be happy. Um, I watched it. Sure. Looks good. I guess I just, since I don't play all of them leading up to it or whatever, but I bring it to you because you might care, guys. And Danny Trejo is playing some Animal Crossing. Oh, yeah. He was posting some pictures of him with the Switch. I couldn't tell on the picture if he was putting out his friend code, so I don't know how you'd go about that, guys, but he's on there. Just mm. to let you know. Nice. Um, Deadly Premonition 2 uh, is to launch on the Switch in July. Mm. I'm jealous. I want to play it. This is, an, I guess, only now twice now that there's been a Switch game that's come out. Neither of them have made me want to go buy the Switch. Not like I could right now if I wanted to, mm. but I, I, I want the garbage game on my thing too <laughs> actually i don't know this one might turn out really well i haven't played it but this is the one we i've talked about in the past where it's just so freaking awful it's mm. amazing and like yeah. it's really so awful it's amazing but i would love to play the second one uh pistol whip is coming to psvr later this year so if you were looking forward to that 
Uh, didn't have a release date, but just wanted to get you excited. If you have PlayStation, you've been wanting to play it, and that's your only VR. It is sure, coming sure. your way. And Epic Game Store will now require a two-factor auth for free games now, even. So um, it started on April 28th, and for some reason, timed through May 21st. Not sure I understood the wording, whether that just meant that's when you needed to get it signed up for or why you would limit a two-factor auth. But um, it will, if you have the 2FA put on, you'll be met with that message. If you don't, you'll be met with a message asking you to do so. Couldn't find an answer to why timed. I feel like it's probably in response to how all these people's different accounts across everything keep getting hacked. Yeah. Um, but the timed thing, I couldn't figure out or find a reason as to why. But so that's if weird. you went to go get a free game and you were met with that, that's why you have to 2FA now. Mm. Um, and my last quicket is Google Stadia is uh, is to get PUBG, Star Wars Jedi, Jedi Fallen Order, Madden and FIFA later this year. So some appear to be free with the pro subscription. No solid release dates, just, just like window and fall. Uh, the Man. window of fall and winter. Yeah. I tell you what, Google is staying ahead of the curve getting all these old games. Let me tell you. <sighs> I read, I did kind of laugh because I went <laughs> to check. I, um, I signed up for the two month free trial because I wanted to check it out. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't really do a whole lot of outside of what I've reported, like what games were on there. So I've never really dug around on the storefront or looked at any of that. So I was poking around through it. Um, and it looks like, there's like seven games I can play with this pro subscription and only one of which I'm actually interested in, which was Guilt by Tequila Works. So I am happy that was up there on the, I guess my pro subscription is what mm-hmm. I'm having for free for two months. So I was thankful that was on there because that is a game I actually did really badly want to play. Tequila Works has put out solid stuff in the past. Sure. Um, but that was it. And then, you know, some of them, the, the rest of them looks like it was a storefront where you would just like legit straight up buy the game for $59.99 or whatever the price of the game is so um i don't know we'll see what what comes out here it just seems like it's just taking way too long to get games onto the platform to make it viable for this long mm-hmm. but and especially since it's games most people might have already had before stadia <laughs> came out you know i don't know but i guess let me know i'm still yet to have anybody reach out and talk about stadia like is was this an answer to your prayers like it, it has this been working out were you an early adopter just because you like the tech and wanted to see like i'm curious you guys who've actually been using it like what do you think yeah. are you impressed with it does this have legs to move forward or do you think they're just clinging on now because they had this idea and an amazing reveal and they're just not willing to let it go yet you know like what do you think i'm, I'm curious let us know i'll still say that it's an amazing idea they've just got to get a, give people a reason to to, to go do it and play mm-hmm. it because it seems like it's not all their fault like it's mm-hmm. there's some pushback it seems like with developers or publishers or this that or the other and i'm not sure the technicalities behind something like this but i'm sure it's a great little mix of all of the above mm-hmm. and it's just not sticking together as we're putting it in the bowl there so mm. i don't know yeah it was interesting tech i would love to have seen it thrive more because it did that trailer man like when they first announced it that e3 like i was pretty impressed i didn't think mm-hmm. it was gonna do well again i'm always gonna hang on to the internet thing because we're so far behind in infrastructure on internet that that was gonna be my my I'm like there's so many people who just can't yeah you just straight up can't you like you can't just order better internet some areas that's it that's what you get you yeah. know um so 
we'll see how it ends up. I give yeah. it like to the end of the year for us to really see if it's going to keep trying or not. That's just my opinion. Sure. Because I don't know how much longer people are going to hold on to their subscriptions if games aren't going to be coming their way. Or what mm. they're paying 10 bucks a month for. Yeah. Either way. You know, maybe it's that. Uh, but moving on, I found a weird news. Oh. Kind of. Kind of. Or the new segment, why is this news during COVID? Because <laughs> okay. I think I've had a lot of fun reading through a lot of articles because I think like gaming news can be hit or miss over the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks, right? Because of all of the delays that are happening or just cancellations or this, that, or the other, we're kind of having less and less meaty things to really report on, right? So I have been enjoying what other gaming sites have been doing to fill their time, right? Okay. So this one article that I read from PC Gamer, shout out to you guys because this entertained me for whatever reason, uh, but gave us a write-up about why we never see Geralt of Rivia's penis in the Witcher games. Ugh. Yeah, guys, we did, a, we did a write-up on this, and I read it all, and I laughed because I'm a child. But um, it broke it down this way for you, as ratings obviously are different in every country. Australia, like we were talking about earlier, being known for having some of the most strict guidelines for the games which they didn't even have an 18 plus rating until like 2013. So that could be another reason, but uh, they broke it down for us is that the moment you take control of a character in the game, it's evaluated differently, apparently. So saying that if you saw a penis, you're fine, right? You'll just be fine. Mm. But if you control that penis, (laughs) the USK tells us that if undressed people are depicted in a sexual or violent context, a development impairing in extreme cases, even in youth, endangering them. Therefore, it's quite possible that it's more psychologically damaging that way. So why are we just now addressing how harmful it really is to have a penis, though? So, Stephen, I need to know. Okay. What psychological damaging effects have you experienced having a penis in first person? In first person? Because you've had to deal with this your whole life. I have. I mean, if it's damaging... To see in third person to control, I could only imagine what you've been going through. I mean, it's difficult because sometimes there's another brain controlling my body and it makes me do things that I never thought imaginable, you know, and I don't have control. And then suddenly after some time, um, the brain stops working. And then the other brain kicks like all in. together? Yeah, yeah. Like there was a whole oh other experience, a body experience. And then, oh my God, it's just like I wake up out of this fever dream. And I'm like, what was I doing? What was I thinking? Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Yeah. I can't believe you've had to deal with this your whole life. I know. And I had no idea. I had no idea that that's, that was the damaging effects. Oh yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's crippling psychological sometimes. Like you, you just don't understand why it happens, you know, have no idea. We really need to be way more respectful. I, I'm, I apologize. Mm. I've taken mm. it for granted this whole time, just how hard it is. Sure. That, that I mean, all of you men had to, to bear this price for us. All the, all the sexual harassment and everything. I mean, you just, you just don't understand how hard it is not to do that. It's so hard not to have that control. <laughs> I know, right? Like right. self-control. Now I get it. Now yeah. I get it. But I do recommend reading that article. <laughs> And then take Stephen's, you know, words to heart here. My heart goes out to all of you. I didn't realize how how damaging it was to take mm. control of one. <laughs> I've always just been an observer. Sure. So mm. I guess I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, man. No, the articles have been pretty great. I mean, it's the same one like a few months ago. I can't remember. It might have been PC Gamer for all I know. After you read a bunch of news for a week, they all start to kind of blend together where you read what at. But um, about how many penises were in an Assassin's Creed Odyssey game, I think. Okay. So I think we have a little like, hmm, hmm. where are all the penises in video games moment? So yeah. I'm wondering, this is what we're thinking about in pandemics. Apparently Like, you so. know how you have the shower thoughts and you just like, you get to just think the dumbest, weirdest things. Well, mm. now we all have too much time. <laughs> and I want to know who kept thinking, you know what I didn't see? Penis. Penis. Hmm. Why? I'm going to look into this. Yeah. And, yeah. and d- correct me if I'm wrong, aren't there penises in that game? I'm almost positive. I honestly don't remember now, but you're not controlling the penis. I'm not controlling it, but I'm almost positive there because I had to think on it for a minute. I was like, no, I'm pretty sure there there was a scene where like Geralt barges in on someone and he's like, oh, oh," and he jumps out and then you get just a flash. I'm almost positive there is. Not his, not Geralt. I'm not confident enough to know. Oh, not Geralt? No, not Geralt's penis, but. I'm pretty sure we saw a penis of some kind. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe it was just wishful thinking. I I mean, that's all I want to see is penises in video games. Clearly, that's that's all it is right now, man. I mean, I've seen enough. Plus rating slapped on it. Let's go. Mm, Let's go. I've seen enough boobs in video games. I want to see penises from now on. I'm just saying it's only fair. Yeah, it's only fair. And then once. It's good for the goose. It's good for the (laughs) game. That's right. We all got to have that eye candy. Mm. Don't leave everyone out. Come on now. Come on. I mean, boobs are nice too, though. I have to admit. I want to do size comparison to the video game penises. I want to make sure that they're getting the accuracy <laughs> We got to have right. that right up, damn it. <laughs> That's going to be my next vlog. Now the size doesn't matter. Ha <laughs> ha ha. Think well, of the psychological damage that happens there. It's like, hey, you're making oh, it look worse. that's true. Maybe that's worse. it. Because now they'd be able to handle seeing it bigger. Yeah, they'd be like, "Well, now I'm over." Yeah, cancel. I can't, I can't play this game because they're making my penis look inferior. <laughs> I can't. Do, I can't handle it. And yet they go Pornhub.com. Anyway, <laughs> how many penises did we say? <laughs> Can we throw in a few? I don't know how many more times. I kept it to the uh, the clinical term. Mm-hmm. So if all y'all don't like the name penis, that's on you. Yep. Like that's just science. Sorry. <laughs> but since we said it was a slow week we're moving on to name that game Woo! Stop. excellent so i have picked three this week of course for you mm-hmm. uh your first game okay this game is a space travel adventure with choice-based resource management, simple yet risky barter system, and full motion video sequences that feature awesome special effects and Oscar-worthy acting. I doubt that, but okay. Method acting. Sorry. Yes. General Horse is the last surviving military postman in the galaxy. After the Great War with the Chaotix, Pretty much everyone else was dead. There was nothing left for him but to take the highest position left in the military. On his journey to deliver the mail, he meets scavengers who try to steal his package. His duty as a postmaster general is to protect what he considers to be sacred. And that is a package with an official post stamp. It needs to be delivered wherever it needs to be delivered. Mm -hmm. 
You can join him on a dangerous voyage throughout his home solar system. He will fight, explore, barter, scavenge, and beg just to deliver a package he knows nothing about. Is this game A, general horse through meteor showers or clear atmosphere? B, general horse is space postmaster. General or C, <laughs> or C, general horse and the package of doom. Or D, General Horse, Space Force. Is this guy a horse? Please tell me. I know it's it's is... actually a dude named General Horse. Damn it! Like I, I watched the the trailer. It's like a dude and a. Dude. I was hoping, <laughs> I was hoping there was full motion video of a horse, just and that's that, your character. That would be hilarious. I, the biggest parody. Actually, missed opportunity. Maybe mm-hmm. right there, devs, if you're listening. Um. Refilm. I'm going to say B. General Horse is postman. Space postmaster. Postmaster. And the answer is C. General Horse and the package of doom. So lame. I actually have it wish listed because it's FMB, and I'm like, fine, I will. I guess I'll see. I'm not sure if it's coming out, though. I feel like I came across this game a while ago, and I'm like, wait, I bet I have named that game worthy on my wish list. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. But it does look like it described. And your next game. (laughs) It's funny. I always gravitate to these. I'm sorry. Maybe I should just make my own, like, 18 plus name that game. But. Okay. The uh, the earthly desires hasn't uh, taken Trass's sexual appetite, and he has to. Oh, sorry, the English again. And he had to find another galaxy to find new experiences. He's already traveled across more galaxies and get a constant female travel companion. So he's not all. He's already not alone. I should have rewrote this so I could read it. But one day, they arrived to an unknown place, and unexpectedly, the spaceship crashed to an unknown planet. Are both of them still alive? Maybe Contraz finds new pleasures there? Maybe he can experience the culmination of pleasures and discover the new place. Is this game A, Casanova Comet Clusters, B, Don Juan of the Galaxy, C, Romeo and the Rings of Uranus. D, Orpheus's Black Hole for Eurydice. Eurydice. I can never say her name, right? (laughs) C sounds like a sexually transmitted disease. So, um, the Rings of Uranus. (laughs) Romeo and the Rings of Uranus. I'm going to say A, Casanova Comet. Comet Clusters. Yeah. Excellent. This trailer was great, too. I recommend it. If you're 18. Okay. And uh, so your answer was A, and the answer is B, Don Juan of the Galaxy. Why am I, like, one off every time? I'm sitting here thinking about it. (laughs) Right next to it. I don't know if that helps in a a deduction sort of way. Yeah, this time you could tell I just like I picked names that I thought I could have fun with and we'd go with it there. Mm. Pretty I'm pretty I'm pretty proud of Romeo and the Rings of Uranus. Yeah, that saying. was that was good. Again, I'm a child, so I'm like, <laughs> you know, it'd be funny. <laughs> a butt joke. <laughs> 
All right, but your last game. Evil Creatures has captured President Trump. <sighs> Trump's only hope is his daughter, who has magical skills. Creatures has locked Trump to a locked box that players can open by collecting enough money piles. Players needs, uh, need collect six money piles at every level to open locked box. Every level contain at least six money piles, normally more, but only six need find. Game has 20 levels. <laughs> I actually got through it pretty good. I was surprised. Uh, the game has 20 levels and player can choose any of those levels. So no unlocked level system. Every level has same mission. Find enough money to save Trump. Is this game A, save daddy Trump, B, make Ivanka greater, C, make Trump rich again, or D, stimulus money grab? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> it was probably pushed out in two weeks. And then I probably. Got it today, you know? <laughs> B. B. Make Ivanka greater, he says. And the answer is A. Save Daddy Trump. That was my other guess. <laughs> One off again, I guess, yeah. by the thing right there. <sighs> I watched right. the trailer. I don't I don't I don't I don't get it. I really don't. I didn't really either, even after I watched it. I'm like, mm. mm-hmm. I mean it was like super cheap if you want it. It's like 50 cents or something don't, like that. And it's brand new. It just came out. Don't buy that. <laughs> don't do that to yourself. Don't support these people. Oh, no, 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 no. I can't. I honestly, that's that's like one area I can't troll myself. <laughs> that just means high blood pressure and the whole thing. You're like, well, I want my 50 cents back. And then you got to look at that thing. No, I can't either. But I mean, technically, I guess you're more looking at Ivanka the whole time. Or I'm sure... It was her. It was just a blind. Who do you think I was talking about? Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, that's more pleasant. Anyway. Is it? For the eyes. I mean, that's pretty much it. (laughs) For in my opinion, I'm like, to look at, sure. Outside of that, that's a whole other podcast, y'all. But moving on to the headliner then today. Um... So I kind of thought it might be fun to go over some games that might have been, you played them a long time, you put them down, but maybe a mod mm-hmm. came out or a script mod that revived new life into it for you and you revisited it. Or um, there's a couple of examples here where we may not have even gotten a specific video game if it hadn't been two mods that initially supported it and made its own spinoff of a version and as a PC gamer who loves to mod games, I thought it might be fun to dive into a couple that revived life in it to me. And then if you had any, of course. And then a little uh, on a couple of games that I thought actually I would have had no clue came because of a mod from mm-hmm. people just sitting down and playing these. Modders are amazing, people. I hope you, I hope you all keep it up. It's really fantastic. And thank you, PC games, for not locking them out. Makes that it makes it life great. Um, but if you're like me, PC gamers kind of have an affinity for modding games to have certain aspects of it we wish we could have had in the first place, or just flat out make the game fun again. Mm-hmm. I loved mod my games. 
especially in games where it just breathes new life into an old favorite or just fixing it to run better, which is in the eyes of the beholder, of course. But there's a lot of people who are like, "Mm, I would love this to look a little sharper. And they'll literally just go make a mod to make it look the way that they want. Uh, We've been modding games, believe it or not, since the 80s with the parody of the original Castle Wolfenstein on Apple II called Castle Smurfenstein, where they replaced the Nazi soldiers for Smurfs. (laughs) Doom had its fair share, of course, with plenty of games that were birthed because of mods, like I was mentioning. And we owe a good amount to those heroes who do this all for free because you can't exactly charge for taking someone else's intellectual property and like doing something different with it yet Mm. anyway that I'm aware of, unless you do a Patreon, I guess. Uh, But we love changing things about the games we love, whether it be hairstyles, clothing options, changing dragons into Thomas the Tank Engine in Skyrim. Because why not? Oh, because why not? Or putting a thong on Mr. X in Resident Evil 2. I mean, Mm -hmm. come on, guys. Mods can really make an old game shine or create a new one altogether. Uh, But first and foremost, just from my own personal experience, you're all going to be like, oh, a chick game? Whatever. Get over yourself. Everyone loves this, okay? The Sims 4. I have to bring it up. (laughs) Because (laughs) The Sims has always had a thriving modding community ever since it was released in the year 2000, right? People loved making the clothes, hairstyles, makeup, tattoos, height sliders, the list goes on. But when people get creative and make script mods, you can Mm -hmm. play a whole other game. And in my opinion, uh, The Sims was at its best around two and even three, if we're talking about base game without mods. So with the release of four, it's left a lot to be desired for me because I feel like they just kind of took... 10 steps backwards sure. with everything. And um, even the emotion system that's involved in The Sims 4 is so easy to manipulate that it's like there's really – what challenge do you get playing life? I get you. I know for some of you. But, like, when it's that easy to manipulate, you've done every job. You've done every kind of scenario. You've probably played challenges just to make the game seem fun for you again. But I found a few mods for myself personally that I put into the game that makes it quite fun. But do keep in mind, they are 18 plus mods on some of them too. (laughs) And only because of like the content that comes with it. So like the first one that I put in there is the base mental mod. Mm -hmm. So this one can add alcohol, like legit alcohol to the game for you. So yes, they drink juice. Sure, that's something they do. But now they can get drunk and they can get pretty crappy drunk, too. If you want to continue to drink, they will just pass out eventually and wake up with a hangover and a headache. And they're just pissy and sad and all of the normal things that you as a human would go to if you decided to drink an entire bar the night before. Um, And I think it's a lot of fun. (laughs) You get to actually recreate that drunk uncle at your dinner table or whatever drug even that is available to you because yes you can now put drugs in the game with the same mod they do have it separate though for you if you'd rather just do alcohol you can just do that or if you get the one that has the drugs it actually comes with all of it so it'll just automatically get the alcohol with it so yeah I've had my Sims all coked up. Sorry. They've been on lots of Molly. I accidentally had one that went off on their own and just kept taking the whole pill bottle. So do be mindful that it's still a mod and they may not act accordingly to how you would think they would. And then they just go and laugh for a really long time because <laughs> they kind of had way too much. And that's kind of amusing, too. When you just see them stuck in a loop taking it. I'm like, oh, they're going to go any minute now. Um, but you can also be a dealer. Okay. 
got to be friends with your local dealer though already once you mm-hmm. assign because you will go through and assign who you want to have all of these different things even police will raid you if you want you could set that up to have police come in and raid like the, the mods actually kind of neat um so you can do that and i encourage you because i think it's a lot of fun and they've also added one where you could start a gang if you wanted to and like really do a drug empire and all of this within your sims you could even set up like it takes some time if you really want to set it up because you mm-hmm. have to set up the your rival gangs and then you pick your right hand man when you get to a certain level in your gang skill or whatever it was called (laughs) i can't remember now you know and they'll even have to have meetings when turf wars happen and you could kick it up a notch with the violence mod just saying (laughs) like that was uh that shocked me the first time i witnessed a murder in my sims um but it was kind of hilarious. <laughs> Blood everywhere. I was like, what is happening in my Sims game? Um, and then, of course, there's other adult mods if you'd like to go and just, like, really kick it up a notch. But I'll let you guys find those on your own. I don't need to smut it up too bad in here. But another one that I do absolutely recommend is called Slice of Life. And this adds a more randomized element of story happening in the world around you. And you can determine whether the random events happen to a townie or yourself. And literally just like a dramatic scene will just all of a sudden play out when you hit like, do this. Maybe you'll witness a huge breakup or someone will get into a fight or on and on it goes. So if you're looking for something to spice it up, these are ones that I definitely recommend because they can change it 100% into a new game. Nice. You can even do challenges and stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. Um. But there's so much more on there that you guys would have to do literally if you just look script mods sims look it up it's there's a lot and some of them will require a patreon and stuff too some people who get like really detailed into their mods where they're really changing how the behaviors work sure and i'm okay with that i haven't seen one that's trying to get you for more than five bucks a month so i honestly don't see a problem with that they're constantly updating it with the game so Mm. uh so i don't know do you have you had the opportunity, I guess, to really do it a whole lot since you're mostly console? Not really. I'd say the closest I've ever gotten to mods would be Game Sharks and Game Genies because they mm. technically mm-hmm. can alter to a point. Absolutely. In fact, I would say the the very first time I'd say that I ever saw it go beyond extra lives or, or infinite energy or whatever you want to call it, I think was uh, on the Game Shark or Game Genie, Game Genie, for Super Nintendo. And there was a a code, it was a special code, you couldn't find it in books, but it was to add blood to Mortal Kombat. And all that really did was change the color of the sweat to red. Right. So now it looked like, change the color to red, yeah. And of course, you'd be like, yeah, I want to see blood, because that's what this game is supposed to be, all bloody and gutty and... All that mess. So that would be the very first time I've ever experienced a modification. And mm-hmm. then the the biggest one I think that I ever got, and I, I'm trying to remember a game, because I really tried. I really tried mm-hmm. to see what I could do with this, but I think it was a game Shark for the Nintendo 64. This, okay. this thing was detailed. Like you could get into the code of the game. I mean, really, really digging deep. So I studied that. Like, I was trying to figure it out because, say, if you wanted to create a code, like, there wasn't anything there for it, you could sample uh, changes in the game. So, say, if um, you were trying to find a code, so you would say, hey, search for this line, and it would search. 
and then you got hit and your energy went down. Okay, look for a change in that code and it would filter through until it found the code you're looking for and then you could alter oh, it. Yeah. And then there you go. Then you don't have to worry about dying or energy loss or anything like that. So there were certain things I would go through and I would try to change. The biggest thing I tried to do, <laughs> and I, I don't remember if I ever got through it completely was changing yeah. dialogue and games, especially ones that were edited. I think mm-hmm. like Conker's Bad Fur Day, they would bleep out the F words. And I knew I couldn't change the audio, but maybe I could change yeah. the the characters. The, to actually yeah, the captions. To actually stuff, yeah. say it. So I, I did. I went full on to try and manipulate the games, but I was never mod worthy. Like I couldn't do gotcha. major things like that. I probably could have, but I never did. I tried, I think, one attempt twice at a just like something really small to through a tutorial on like a, a, a strap that was hanging on a dress in The Sims. Mm. Like all we were trying to do is just remove it to learn. Yeah. And after three hours, I loaded it into the game and she looked like she exploded into spikes. Wow. <laughs> so clearly I did something wrong. And then I tried it a second time and it took about two to three hours and the same thing happened. And I was just like, I don't have the patience for this. Nah. <laughs> this was two days in a row just to remove a thing on a dress. What do I think I'm going to create if I want to do like a full on outfit? Like I can't mm-hmm. even get a freaking tassel off of a dress right now. Following step for step even. Jeez. <laughs> but um, with it being May the 4th, I do have one. Okay. Star Wars related item here to talk about. The Sith Lords Restored is one that has been brought up in these kind of conversations. Well, I never played the game. I remember the murmurings about how it felt unfinished or it felt incomplete. Mm -hmm. But according to some players, the ending felt abrupt and certain group of players took it upon themselves to restore quests, locations, and characters that were apparently cut out due to time restraints on the developing team. Okay. So this mod patches in longer class lines. Extra endings, more dialogue options, and of course, a few bugs. But uh, <laughs> this mod uh, gave a more satisfying gameplay to some okay. and uh, drew some people back into the game after a few years later even. So it even more amazes me how detailed modders can get that when they add entire storylines... Even I, I don't know. To me, it's just like they created a whole other game based on this game, and that just amazes me. So pretty, pretty impressive. That that's one. Apparently, it's like it's whole other thing, you know. And Bethesda, oh my god, how many times have we modded a Bethesda game? I mean, I almost feel like Elder Scrolls has probably maybe the top of heavily modded game like ever, just the Elder Scrolls series. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of them we might have been lacking in content to begin with, according to you know who are the player. But some of the mods created again an entire new game for you to play. And these two ones, though, I think are the most impressive uh, because. Like, when I say it's a new game, I mean it. They created a whole new game for you. Enderal and Nehrim were just that. These came with whole new lands, quests, campaigns, gameplay, and even voice acted. And Nehrim at Fate's Edge for Oblivion came with 40 more hours of main quest line skill systems and did away with some enemy level scaling because some people were like kind of pissed about that like <laughs> like it's the, the the way that it scaled with it so they just adjusted it to their own liking now granted this was over the span of several years mm-hmm. seeing as how it was volunteers that were taking up their time to create this uh but the land mass of Nerum is exactly equal to oblivion 
and the landscapes was entirely hand built and has way more variety inside of it. They have more extensive quest lines than Oblivion. And as they say on the site, you can beat the main quest in Oblivion in about 10 hours, but this is not even possible in the fan-created version. It's just straight up not. So uh, then Enderal, the Shards of Order, has a total conversion for Skyrim that released in 2016. And this acts as a sequel to the fan-created Nerum. <laughs> so we're seeing here, which was developed in eh, 2006 through 2010. Um, and downloaded over 1 million times. Mm-hmm. So it did well. And uh, they both have their own universe. So you basically get whole new game, like I was saying. And then they definitely should go into some kind of Hall of Fame or something. Because some of these were freaking impressive. Mm-hmm. Like, it was really impressive. Uh, Team Fortress. All was because of a mod. Yeah. Which I didn't know. Uh, This was originally a Quake mod back in 96. um, And then Valve eventually used it in in 99. And here's a great example of how games could become reality after seeing what a modding community can do, right? Because Valve really saw the potential of this mod. Ended up hiring the three creators, Robin Walker, John Cook, and Ian Cauley, for the Team Fortress Half-Life mod and later standalone Team Fortress Classic. Then, of course, we got Team Fortress 2, which was released in 2007. Mm -hmm. All because of a mod. Never would have even had that game. There's actually a lot of those. The more I was digging into research for this, there is a lot of games that we owe to the modding community that, that just didn't exist beforehand. Sure. I was not looking, I wasn't thinking that was going to be the case when I was looking into doing research for this piece. I wasn't expecting to find that many. I mean, you could even include Black Mesa probably in that, which Mm -hmm. is a fan created of Half-Life 2. That obviously came to be because of that. Dota was a mod. It was originally Defense of the Ancients, which was a community-based mod for Warcraft 3 Reign of Chaos and its expansion pack, The Frozen Throne, uh, which now is like one of the largest MOBAs or some argue created the MOBA genre entirely. Esports tournaments. And Mm -hmm. it's completely free to play still, believe it or not. Now, don't get bogged down about who actually owns Dota. I know there was a whole lawsuit about that whole thing. That's a whole other story. Maybe we'll talk about that another day. (laughs) We love to get on lawsuits, you know, once in a while here. Killing Floor is another one you wouldn't have had without a mod. Mm -hmm. It was originally for Unreal Tournament in 2004. I think they're still doing that stuff, too. I think so, yeah. Doom. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? Doom. Doom mods there have been i think that's insane most of those though it seemed people breathed new life into it because they just wanted it to look nicer all of a sudden yeah like i want more blood i want more gore i want this weapon to do this i want these rays to shine just perfectly down you know um i wish i knew how to do it yeah yeah it would be i have uh... some ideas for some games that i would love to you know put in there myself Mm -hmm. (laughs) Is there uh, another game that you had thought of that you think? Not really, no. Off? I don't want to just keep railroading through, you know, if you had a, a game to throw in there. No, you can go right ahead because, again, mods uh, being not – I don't have PC thing. <laughs> and yeah, we've got to get you on that one the, for the, sure. <laughs> the closest – I mean, there was, a, there was a sliver of a chance at one point. I remember they were talking about adding – 
mods to uh, Fallout 4 on PlayStation 4. Yeah. And when I heard that news, I was like, absolutely no way. No way. And sure enough. Oh, because they wanted to charge no you way. for it. Yeah. There was yeah. just no way they were going to do that. So. No. Uh, yeah. The, the consoles are definitely more difficult. And I wish there was an easier way for that, too. Because, like, a lot of the times we're just having fun anyway. Mm-hmm. It's not even important. Like, you know, when I played RE3 with Carlos's shirt off the whole time. Not necessary. But it was fun for me. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't change anything. You know, really. Just more fun for me. Um. And, of course, I'd like to mention, we were already talking about Skyrim, mm-hmm. which, again, I think is still one of the most modded ever. We've talked about how much they've had already with Oblivion and extra ones that's come on to this one. Skyrim is no different, um, which is probably why I think this game has still held up for so long at full price 10 years even later, if you think mm-hmm. about it, because it's like people keep doing these things to the game that makes it more fun for them and they continue to play. Because that GTA 5 I thought was going to be full price forever. Sure. Uh, but uh, so from skins to locations, storyline, mods, this one actually is another. <laughs> it's the top one, I think, to get for Skyrim. If you were like, I need more Skyrim. I've beaten everything there is to do it. Um, th- there's a moon path to Elkor, which is a tropical region that they created inhabited by a variety of new creatures Mm -hmm. tropical you don't see that at skyrim right so it says you can now hunt the hyenas in the desert stalk raptors in the jungle as you complete six of their storylines and quests that they've put into this mod you can tell a great amount of care went into creating this area and the creatures that were mentioned in and again full with voice acting which is what I think actually really adds a lot to these going a little bit more than just being a mod. When you've taken the time to fully voice it out, you've created a game. Um, And then I'll just say the last one here, um, since there's so many examples to pull from. um, I didn't mention all of them, obviously, for time, because I dug around and uncovered many more games, and then it just led me in another rabbit hole, and then like I could have mentioned a million different AAA games and stuff that's been tossed off for that kind of stuff. But um, uh, the last one is Skywind for Elder Scrolls also. Now, this one, I remember reading about it for years because it took so long, uh, but it's a total recreation of the Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind built completely from the ground up in a newer engine. Wow. Um, and they've done more modern graphics, again, with voice acting and all 10 years of the game and just improved it it was a huge undertaking i was excited to see what's happening there definitely check that one out like they've got a full map every it's it's a whole other thing Mm -hmm. and imagine when you're doing this with one or two people as a passion project it takes a really long time so you'll see a lot of these uh, recreated worlds that over four or five, six years of time because of that reason. And then right. you're probably moving on to a new engine. And then now you want to polish up a new thing so we can make it prettier now because technology has just advanced. Um, so I say if you're a modder, toss a couple of bucks to your favorite modder if you can. If you can. Because you can tell there's so much time and work and effort that goes into this stuff. And they're doing it all for free. And um, look at all those games you probably never would have had had it not been for people wanting to screw around with the game already created. You know what I'm saying? Right. And like you said, it, I love them. It, it can, it can breathe new life into something. It, it, it kind of makes it more fun for whatever reason. I mean, there were certain mm-hmm. games that I struggled with and going back to the game genie and the game shark. And I know it could be considered cheating, but when you can make alterations to where you can do something, you make you feel like a badass. It makes you want to yeah. play it. 
you know? Oh, yeah. Because you've you've endured for so long trying to get, and, and you've put your time in. You're just like, you know what? Now I just want to screw around. Like, Super Mario Brothers, Infinite Invincibility, you just plow through everything. It's yeah. like, I've beaten this game several times. Now I just want to this go in just God fun. mode, pow, and just mash mm-hmm. everything down. Why not? It's just a fun thing it's to do. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same reason why you would go to like a lower level area, maybe in an uh, in an MMO. Yeah. Just be like one hit, one hit, you know. Yeah. And then make all the lower levels pissed because they needed to farm them. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. So, I think it's a cool idea. I wish I could get into it more, but mm-hmm. peaky. I don't have a peaky. <laughs> We're gonna get, we got to get you one one day. I definitely enjoy it, and I honestly think that's probably the biggest reason why a lot of these teams haven't like fully gone after a lot of these modders and stuff because you could see that they're just in some cases i get it yeah. you know if they're changing it all together and especially if you're doing a multiplayer game leave it alone leave it alone leave it alone but my single player experience leave me alone i should be allowed to do whatever i want with it i gave you my money mm-hmm. for the game you created if i want to take their shirts off god damn it i'm gonna <laughs> ain't hurt nobody <laughs> ain't hurt nobody <laughs> This is just for me. You got my 60 bucks. Now I'm doing this with it. Uh, but yeah, if there's like, a, maybe let us know on Twitter too, guys. Like, is there a game that you totally put down, but when a mod came out, breathe new life in it for you, and you actually ended up picking it up and playing it again for the first time in years? Or maybe there was a mod that came out that was just way too good you got to tell us about. Mm-hmm. Maybe you found a clip from one that's just amazing. Let us know and hit us up sometime because that is our show, guys. Mm-hmm. So, like I just said, let us know on Twitter at Super Mega Crash. What's your favorite mod for a game? You can also send us an email at supermegacrash at gmail. Find us on Instagram to view the weekly icon art that Steven puts all of his time and love into. And you can support the show by liking and leaving reviews on your preferred platform and even going to patreon.com forward slash pencil and paper productions. You can find Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo on Apple Podcast, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and even YouTube.com forward slash pencil and paper productions thank you for listening i am lacia finley and i am stephen white and you can join us again next time super mega crash siblings but until then game on This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.